to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. I was going to leave you. I was going to get away. But you made me change my mind. You made me think that you still loved me. Nah. We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're we're so lost. We need to get some rope and see what happens. We're also rewatching the classic ABC TV series Lost. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And we're back for, uh, this is a a surprise episode. Surprise! Uh, Because we figured if we started doubling up, we could definitely get done with the first season before Gotham comes back, since we do a Gotham podcast. But but we couldn't commit to doing two a week because life. But uh, normally, (laughs) we we will still record this Thursday, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. But it's Tuesday night, Tuesday, and, uh, which means we we don't have a, a huge chat room here. We yeah. have uh, let's we see. have Michael Lucero, Michael Lucero. But it, glad and for to have a brief you. moment in time, we had MHM, 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 come back. But uh, <laughs> live.universebox.com if you want to join in the chat. Uh, but I, we're going to go ahead and get right into this episode here in translation. But Amory, why don't you first uh, tell them a little bit about our spoiler policy? Y'all, we got a spoiler policy. Where's my brush? Uh, <laughs> Normally, we love spoilers. If a show is currently airing, we want to know anything that could possibly ever happen. Mm-hmm. But since every episode of this is already out, we kind of want to keep in the dark a little bit. So don't tell us in season three, episode four, Hurley gets a haircut uh, because he falls in a river and has a lizard like make a nest. Like don't – I don't want to know that. That's that's a little too detailed. If you want to go, hey, at some time Hurley decides to chop off his hair and no, no lizards are going to attack him, I'm kind of OK with that. Basically, you know, uh, you can say uh, – you can't say – Walt burned down the raft, but you can't say Walt's someone ho- burned down the raft. Walt's an old hothead. You can say <laughs> something like that. Uh, you can make a cute little joke, and we'll ha ha laugh about it once we find out what you're talking about. Then we're Michael gonna go Sarah. just like that. <laughs> but uh, it, it, besides that, you know, just keep them to a minimum. Yep. And uh, and if you want to send us in feedback, just label what episode it's for. Yeah. So that definitely. we don't read, play, watch any of it we want to do what it says on the tin which is be so lost and if you guys spoil us then we won't be be so so lost lost. we'll be so spoiled and (laughs) but you know what it's impossible to spoil us for this week's episode because we've already watched it we've already reviewed it we've already written a rhyming episode summary about it sam marie why don't you kick it off with that we learn the truth about a man we mistrusted. Jin's career's looking up as his marriage gets busted. The island might give castaways a new life. Will Jin embrace it despite lies from his wife? Dishonest partners can't reach a new nation. Their secrets make love lost. In translation. In translation! Anne-Marie, what'd you think? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Two thumbs up. One thumb up, one thumb down? No, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. What'd you think, Bill? I, uh, I, I two thumbs up to two. You two thumbs up to two? Yeah, uh, but I, I, I wanted to call you out on something, though. Oh. Because, you know, it's nice to kind of touch back on some stuff that we've talked about in earlier episodes. And I have something uh, that I wanted to touch on a little, too, but we'll wait for that. I just wanted to talk about how much you hated their story <laughs> at the beginning of the first season and how, how much you hated Sun and you hated... 
Jen uh, and how Sun reacted to Jen and why she was still with Jen and why is she saying this abusive relationship? Did did you change your mind at all? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's bits of you know concern and you know taking back some of my mean mean thoughts, but there's some not. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. That's fair. We'll That's get fair. into more details. I, I was just kind of curious. And Thanks one thing, for calling me out. One thing I wanted to call out before we started is I know that we, we've a few times throughout the course of this uh, show, this podcast, said, well, how come, you know, Jin can, you know, uh, handle fish and do this and that and this stuff <gasps> oh when he's goodness, like a business guy? I didn't even make that connection. It's because of his dad, who's an old poor fisherman guy. He was raised guy. in a fishing village. Yeah. So, which by Literally, the way. Literally, light bulb just went off just now. By the way, I, I loved his dad. It is a good world. That, I love that line. Mm-hmm. That, that In a good world, this would happen. It is a good world. Like yeah. I, I just loved his outright positivity. Uh, it, it was really good. I liked his dad a yeah. lot. Still might have liked him a little too much there. Maybe. A little Maybe. bit. Bring him back. I have a crush. Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, get started with starting over, uh, which is my first main point. Now, it's also a major theme of the episode, I, this bit. whole starting over thing. People say it about six billion times. Uh, Locke say, says it outright even, uh, telling Shannon that everybody has a chance at a new life on the island, which I think is a sentiment mm-hmm. that we've expressed on the podcast before. So John Locke's ripping us off, obviously. Uh, but uh, there there were a few um, you know characters, specifically in this week's episode, they kind of started over. So I wanted to kind of point them out and talk about them a okay. little bit. Uh, first up, Jen and Sun, obviously. Uh, now, in the flashback, Sun decided to start over with Jen, despite her wanting to start over without Jen. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you know, she sees him at the airport with the flower and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's been a few episodes back. You made me love you. But uh, unbeknownst to her at that same moment, Jen has decided the same thing, to start, thing, start over again with Sun. And maybe that's what she kind of sees in him in that moment. Is Probably. That, you know, that he, he's, he's ready. He's there to take his dad's advice and, you know, make a new start uh, to start over. But uh, what was he not going to tell her until they got there? I think so. Welcome to America. You live here now. Well, to be fair, the person he was running away away from was her father. So I'm sure, you know. Lots more about that in a minute. Yeah, uh, definitely. But uh, so so I'd imagine he was probably a little concerned about upsetting that uh, gentleman, uh, which is a very kind way to say mobster. Uh, (laughs) uh, And and then, you know, in the modern day on the island, uh, Sun still wants to start over. But her secret has kind of ruined Jin's trust. Stupid. I, and now, one thing that kind of occurred to me while I was watching the episode, do you think Jin would have been as upset if Sun had told him that she knew English as soon as they crash landed, even if she had made up a dumb reason for it? Like, I learned English when I was a kid, or I really liked listening, watching Give Me a Break with Nell Carter. Uh, back when I was younger and it was on Korean television. You know, if there was some reason, uh, if she gave just some stupid reason for knowing English, do you think it would have avoided all of this drama? I don't think we'd have avoided all of it, but it wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think the fact that she kept it from him is what made him so upset about it. Yeah. Like, I think I think if she had even even I, re- I really think if she had been up front and she had been like, oh, I you came in with bloody hands. I didn't know what was going on. I was going to get out while the getting was good before you tried to kill me or drug me into it. So I learned English and I was going to go. But then I didn't. If she had said in Korean what she said to him in English <laughs> at the end of the episode back when they first crashed mm-hmm. might have turned out completely differently. Might have been. But. 
but uh, a new kind of starting over for them, which we'll talk a bit about more in a little bit. Totes. Okay, uh, another character started over, Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, uh, I think it's funny how Locke is kind of working the two creepy, slightly incestuous step-siblings. Uh, well, slightly because they're not blood-related. It's still? Fair. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still kind of creepy. Uh, but, married. you know, he, he's kind of working them from both angles, destroying mm-hmm. Boone's feelings for Shannon, mm-hmm. then getting Shannon to move on to somebody else, uh, Saeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, at first, I honestly think that that uh, warning that Boone gave Saeed, mm-hmm. uh, that's exactly what she was doing. She was, she was using him. Uh, with, I'm not with, convinced on that. Like, I think she was using him with maybe just a slight attraction, like maybe like like a slight physical attraction or something, but which allowed her to be like, okay, well, I can use this guy because at least I'm attracted to him or whatever. But then after Locke talked to her, I, I feel like she kind of turned around and she was like, no, wait a second, you, you know, we all get a new life here. I yeah. can actually do something with this without falling into those old patterns. Hmm. Especially okay. since Boone wasn't, you know, following falling into the old patterns that they had. Right. The old dynamics they had. Right. And last but not least, as far as starting over this week's episode, Michael starting over on the boat. Uh you know, so Michael decides to uh, start over, restart over with the raft, and uh, this time uh, Walt is going to help instead of just running off and uh, burning it in the de- dead of night. Uh, now, uh, Walt is really happy with how they've started over on the island, which is why he burned the boat in the first place. Mm-hmm. Do, so do you think he can be trusted to work on the boat again? Or do you think he's he's going to work, bond with his dad, and then sabotage it again right before they launch? No, I think he's in. You think he's in? Mm-hmm. Whole hog? Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Whole dog? Whole dog. Whole dog. All of Vincent. Fair enough. But yeah, a lot of starting over, a lot of restarts, a lot of reboots. So I may have been pretty quiet while you were doing that because I have a point on literally each of those. Oh, nice. <laughs> so my – Well, it was the major theme of the episode. It was the major so. theme. So that's why I was like, I'm not going to say much. I have more. So Jin and Sun, these two completely ruined their marriage by not being honest. And it really, really agitated me because honesty, people – Mm-hmm. Just don't lie. Just don't lie. You can fib. You can make a little white lie if it's really not going to hurt somebody. But the two of them are just like outright lying and ruining their marriage. So, well, I definitely thought it was interesting how you know we saw we saw a lot of repeated scenes in this episode from their first mm-hmm. episode, and uh, we just got a lot more context uh, for yes. it. Like, I have a feeling where that's what the flashbacks are going to start mm-hmm. to become now that we've gotten a basic knowledge of. A handful of characters. So I think we're just going to get those those deeper details, and that's exciting. Yeah, it was just an inner – because, you know, you see – like, for example, when Jin's washing his hands in the sink and everything, the first time you see it, he's mean. He's like, you know, I'm doing this for us. Get out of here kind of thing. And then the second she closes the door and the scene cuts in the original episode – you see he's heartbroken. He's crying. He did what he had to do to save some guy's life, uh, you know, because he, he was stuck in like an impossible situation where, you know, he was with this killer and uh, he had to beat up the senator so he'd get the message or whatever. I think it was the senator. Uh, no, it was uh, the director of environmental something. Or yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, he had to like beat him up. To save his life. Uh, to save, save his life. And you see how heartbroken he is. And I, I, I just think, you know, if, if he'd, you know, shown some of that tenderness and that insecurity to Sun, you know, things might have gotten down very differently. Okay, so to my point. Uh, 
Um, it's okay. a discussion. And it's a discussion. So well, I didn't want to stop on you. So um, I understand that he didn't want to ruin Sun's relationship with her father. But at the point where it started to change their relationship with each other, it was time to come clean at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he came home covered in blood, she assumed he'd killed somebody. We did too in the last um, time we got a flashback with them. If he would have literally explained to her, hey, I actually saved a dude's life. I had to punch him and beat the crap out of him. But he's alive still. Mm -hmm. I think she would have responded to that. I think that would have helped her understand a little bit more of him bringing him to his father or her father's thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, how much do you think she knows about what her she father still does? doesn't know? No, I don't think yeah. she knows at all. I don't think she knows her dad mm-hmm. is a scammy somehow. I don't know how because I feel like they always know. But if he came home covered in blood, I mm-hmm. think she'd be like, "Oh, dad did this one or something." You well, know, like well, something weird. Like I, I definitely feel she has an inkling because she says, uh, "What do you do for my father?" Yeah. Uh, you know, is so it's obvious she knows that the blood. And her father connected somehow. Well, she knows that that because he said he was doing stuff for her father. Mm-hmm. What are you doing for my father? Anything he tells me to. Yeah. So, you know, she just – she doesn't – I don't think she actually does know. And the thing is mm-hmm. she still doesn't know that he didn't kill someone. Yeah. We still don't have that because obviously mm-hmm. that never came back around. Yeah, because she's still like uh, – you don't know what he's capable of. You don't know of what he's that. capable of. Uh, he's Michael cap- Lucero in the chat room says if he had told her, then that would mean telling the truth about her father. He was trying to protect her image of him. Yeah, but so, I, think, so, yeah, I don't I've, think her image of him needed protected at this point where it's forcing him, a good person, to do bad things. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think she would have understood it. She may not have understood it at first, but when her husband – comes home covered in someone else's blood she would have understood yeah like i i got the impression that you know she she might have known that you know maybe her dad didn't have you know the cleanest hands in the world but she thought he was just like he had had to make some compromises i don't think she thought that he was you know uh don corleone of korea of korea yeah um let's see i think he should have come and at the very least he should have come clean after his meeting with his father to explain the the move to america i think if he would have been like hey you remember that time i came home completely covered in blood and we were like you slapped me or yeah she slapped him and be like that's because x y and z and here's how we're gonna fix it Mm -hmm. you know by the way my dad's alive. <laughs> you might want to throw that in there. Um, however, I think Sun finally came out with the truth. Wait, sorry, Sun. She finally came out with the truth after she let it slip. If she would have told him that she was unhappy when they were in Korea, then maybe he would have been able to open up about her father. If mm-hmm. she would have been like, you know, this isn't working, especially like when he got up from the table after she made a special meal for them to eat together. I think um, that it would have been a gateway. It would have given him a way to be like, the reason that this is happening is because of your father. And I'm not trying to blame your father, but I had to go beat up a dude. (laughs) Uh, He actually wanted him to, you know, like they could have had a discussion about it. And if either of them would have been a little bit more open about it, it would have been okay. Mm. Um, I do think the fact that everyone gets a fresh start on the island will work out in their favor. Um, They need time to rediscover themselves alone, but I think it's going to come back around. Everything Mm -hmm. will come back around. Uh I'm tying it in. Um, (laughs) He won't be such a jerk, but uh, this time he won't be such a jerk about her wearing a bathing suit on a deserted deserted island. A desert island. A desert island. 
like I, ice cream and brownies. That's what I put the first time when I was typing <laughs> it. I might be hungry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Michael Lucero in the chat room says, honestly, honesty is always the best thing in any marriage, whatever the circumstances. Exactly. And yeah, it, as we find out in this episode, you know, their marriage in a lot of ways was kind of founded on a few big lies. It was founded on huge lies. Yeah. Huge. Also, they should have had the honeymoon. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Okay, you know what? You know what would have allowed them to have the honeymoon? Honeymoon with a, with a couple friends really would be four <laughs> tickets, four tickets to, four tickets to from paradise. Because the reason I say this is because there are four tickets from paradise. There are four seats on Michael's raft. Uh, you know the raft that he he built and got the raft burnt. That Michael built, and he will build again. I will build it. I have a feeling raft. Michael's going to build it and build it and build it. Build it, burn, build it, build it burn. I'm kind not necessarily of burn. Cycle. I, yeah. But bottom line, there's four seats. Right now, uh, you know, there's three confirmed people uh, who are going to be on it Michael, Walt, and Sawyer. Is Sawyer still on it? I would say so. I don't see why. But it what if they be. can't make a boat big enough? But I mean, he already promised him a seat on the boat. That's true, Michael. And I'm sure Sawyer still has a bunch of other stuff that he can give them. Like even if yeah. he, even if he starts to lose his seat, he's like, "No, I have more wire. I have this. I have some nails. Here's have, some vodka. Here's some vodka. Take the vodka, Michael." But I, I, I got to thinking, who will be number four? On the raft. Now, I, I really think, especially since this whole concept of there only being four available spots came up in their episode, I think it has to be either Sun or Jin uh, to be number four. Uh, I think it's Jin since he's helping build. Well, I, I have a couple theories. Um, Sun, if her and Michael end up having a thing, because they've kind of hinted that that might happen, that her and Michael mm-hmm. might end up having having a tryst or a, a fling or yeah. something. Uh, so I could definitely see him, uh, you know, Michael being like, okay, yeah, we we made out a couple of times over by by the palm tree. Let's uh, hop on the by boat. The palm tree. The palm tree. There's the only, only palm one. tree on the There's island. Only one on the island. But uh, so yeah, I can totally see that happening. Uh, by the same token, I think uh, Jin's very likely uh, to be the one to go because he's helping rebuild the raft as a way to say sorry to Michael and. Also, I think in a lot of ways because he's kind of given up on his wife and he doesn't have anything holding him to the island anymore. So he's ready to move on. Like mm. he, he, He's so over that whole thing <laughs> that, he, that he's like, you know, I would rather go out on a boat with a guy I hate, whose guts I hated – until a couple day or a couple hours ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just take my chances out there with the sharks. So mm-hmm. I, you know, not to be mean though, like, but whoever number four is, I, 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 have, I know two people who it's probably not going to be. Not to be mean, I don't think Hurley is is going to be. I don't think Hurley wants to go. Yeah, Hurley probably wouldn't want to go. Hurley just wants new batteries. But it also seems very impractical, especially if you know this boat is supposedly not going out to escape and abandon everybody but to go out and find help to send back i don't think that's what it is i i think i think there's there's no. an element of that i mean i'm sure they're not going to get picked up by somebody and not tell mm-hmm. anybody what's going on but yeah. i think no they just want out i i, I think that's the best case scenario mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think i i don't think their intention though is to just later Cut dudes yeah yeah, I, th- I think the best case scenario is for them to somehow get back to society and send people back to 
get the rest of them. Okay. So yeah, I don't think Hurley would be very practical to go out on, on this kind of a mission for several reasons. And also I don't think Claire, I, I don't think there's any chance that they're going to take Claire because she's, well, right now she's pregnant. She's going to have a baby. That's even worse. That's bad on a raft. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Claire would even want to go because she, mm-hmm. there, there's a doctor on the island. Also, I really hope they uh, they build some some walls or some railings or something on that raft, or you know, that could that's be bad. just because you freak out over things like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you want to talk a little bit more about Walt uh, and the boat? Yes, it's like a children's novel. <laughs> Walt and the boat. Walt and the burning boat. Walt and the burning boat. <laughs> Okay, so I get why he burned it. I completely understand. For the first time in his life, he's happy where he is. And I think that Michael is a big part of that. Um, The only thing that he, as a 10-year-old, can really do to ensure that he gets to stay, because he's seeing somebody trying to drag him away again, was to burn the boat. He Mm -hmm. had to ruin the boat to keep his happy. Mm -hmm. um, Because him and Michael don't really have the type of relationship where he can be like, no, we're good. Like, let's just stay here because he's known him all of a month. Yeah. That's the crazy part. When you remember the fact that he's only known his dad for a month. Like, well, I, th- so, I think another big part of it is that he's he's built some very positive relationships on the island, and he doesn't want to necessarily let those go, you know? Right, but he's also st- he wants to still build that relationship with his father, so he doesn't um, he can't express to him that no, can we just stay? Mm-hmm. Because his dad wants nothing more to go. Um, I think that after seeing Michael's reaction to the boat burning um, by Walt offering to help build the new one, it will become more important part of their life and relationship. Walt doesn't understand Michael's want to show him the architecture of New York City, but I think he'll understand he'll get something similar from sharing in the boat's construction and design of boat number two. Uh, something that might be too spoilery oh, no. in the chat room. Uh, Michael Lucero says the question is: Did Walt actually set it on fire, or did he just imagine flames engulfing it? We may <gasps> never know. He just really, really doesn't want to see that flat iron building, Michael. See, I, I would say that would be a case where saying Walt's a big old hothead would be both really funny and really and less spoilery. So. That's okay. We still love you. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Anything else on Walt in the in the no, burning that boat? Was, that was my big thing with Walt. Walt in the burning boat. Adventure. Okay, uh, we're gonna get back to. <laughs> he said that's not a spoiler. Okay, good. Okay, good. it sounded like a spoiler. It's a little spoiler. Okay, it's okay uh, but. Though. Uh, we're going to get back to the main discussion in just a second, uh, but first we just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, you know, this is kind of kind of an odd quest we're on to watch this show quest uh, for the first time, as if we ha- had never seen it before because we haven't. We haven't. But it's really Not a classic TV program. It's like, hey, I'm going to watch Andy Griffith's show for the first time, or I'm going to watch I Love Lucy for the first time. I don't know if time. it's quite that classic. It, it's 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 getting there along those lines. It's probably as close as we have in a modern show. Maybe Twilight Zone would be a better comparison. But uh, you know, you know, so it, it's odd, and you know, a lot of people who were losties, who were hashtag losties, losties. Uh, probably don't you know go to iTunes and search for Lost a lot. No, uh, but if they do. One really good way to get them pointed out our show where we have fresh content all the time is by leaving us a review on iTunes. If you leave us a review on iTunes, it helps iTunes. It, it helps get the, get the show out there to people who <laughs> might not ever hear of it otherwise. And, uh, you know, it's also awesome because we get to read these reviews on our show right now. Anne-Marie, why don't you go ahead and read the
read this one from Acro Disney Girl. All right, Acro Disney Girl. Binge watching a classic through fresh eyes. Five stars. Five stars. Thank you. This rewatch of Lost is so much fun. Bill and Amory are lost virgins. Woo. Um, the V word. <laughs> I'm not. Um, as one of my all-time favorite shows to watch and discuss, I'm falling in love all over again as I listen to them dissect and speculate each episode. Even though I know where it's going, this brings back memories of when the story was fresh and new. The only drawback is it isn't going fast enough. We know that feeling. That's why well, we're, going we, we, we're going as fast as we can. Keep on but but uh, thank you. And if anyone else wants to leave a review on iTunes, uh, go leave it. We'll read it. <laughs> we will read it. Uh, we, we like also, to read them. We also encourage you to, you know, talk about the show on your social medias, in your real life conversations, all that. Share with you know, the Get friends. the word out. Uh, you know, another way you can help us out uh, is uh, we have a Patreon. Emery, why don't you tell them a little bit about our Patreon? Hi, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash universebox. This is a simple way for you to help support our podcast and our other creative ventures. Um, it's a monthly donation system. You pick how much you want to donate starting at 10 cents. Y'all, it's a dime. It's mm-hmm. probably in your pocket, your couch. You probably walked past six today because <laughs> you were like, it's just 10 cents. We'll take it. Not a problem. This will help us put together our We're So Lost podcast, Legends of Gotham podcast, the occasional Universe Box special. Hey, that was good timing. Um, Bill's yeah, we, Infinite Tina. We also do patron hangouts where we do. go and hang out with you guys on the internet for a couple hours every month. Exactly. Those are fun. Um, There's all sorts of things. Also getting the MP3 version of We're So Lost right after we record instead of having to wait two, four, six, however many weeks it's going to be between when we record and when it's released on iTunes. Yeah, and we currently have uh, 27 patrons giving us 124 uh, dollars a month. You guys are great, and if we ever spend a Saturday together with ropes, we promise we won't bind you too tightly. If you want, I might be, even bring vodka. If you want to be one of the people who can break free of your bonds, Patreon.com/slash/UniverseBox. Again, that's Patreon.com/slash/UniverseBox. And, and to remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. All right. Well, I guess we'll get uh, back. Oh no, we won't get back to the no, main discussion because, as always, I, a person who's in our chat room tonight, Michael Lucero. I, uh, you know, he he calls in to give us sort of a seasoned perspective on loss. It started okay. convincing us to keep going. We're going. We're good. We're, We're going. This train ain't stopping, baby. Uh, but we still want to hear <laughs> from Michael Lucero about it with his expert knowledge of loss, but not too spoilery. Take it away, Michael. Okay, it's personal, but why take it out on our best chance of hearing this podcast? Why would any one of us block an attempt to record an episode? We're so intent on pointing the finger at one another that we're ignoring the simple, undeniable truth that the problem isn't here. It's there. They've attacked us, given us bad iTunes reviews, hacked our website. We're not the only ones on this podcast, and we all know it. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Michael. Hey. Hi. Uh, well, we're really into it now. Uh, the final stretch of season one. Pretty much everything from this point on is golden. Some of uh, the season's best storylines. And I think that applies to this episode, too. Uh, there's so many great scenes here. That part when you hear the English dialogue from Jen's perspective, as nonsense sounds, that's really well done. Uh, that la- oh, yeah, it sounded almost like they were playing it in reverse or something. Mm-hmm. Last scene where... Son uh, pleads with him in the cave. That's just so heartbreaking. And that flashback with Jin's father uh, and everything, all the new light that that sheds on their stories. I love uh, Locke's speech in defense of Jin uh, at the end. 
and reminding the survivors as well as us that the others are still out there. Mm-hmm. And then that whole dun, dun, final dun. scene, I think a, a lot of us have been expecting that a while when the batteries and uh, Hurley's yes. just been finally walk out. <laughs> yes. out. I think that was a uh, scene that everybody uh, loved when it first aired. Um, it's also interesting, uh, even after his uh, spirit quest vision thing, uh, Boone still seems a bit attached to Shannon, and that Locke sees this. Uh, so Locke goes after Shannon this time and gives her the advice that she needs uh, to let go of her brother's lingering attachment needs. And so, again, there's that role that Locke plays again, uh, a central uh, concept of the show. Everyone gets a new life here on this island. By the way, uh, did you notice that when the television in the flashback, when Jen visited that guy's house to deliver uh, yes, Mr. Uh, Pike's message? Uh, I can't be certain, but it kind of looked like Hurley on that screen. Yeah, you hmm. can't be certain. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Korea, uh, Hurley would be doing on Korean TV. That's weird, right? I don't know. <laughs> He's a K-pop star. Uh, but, of course, uh, this episode is really a, all about Sun and Jen, not Hurley. Uh, you finally get Sun, uh, Jen's side of the backstory that began in House of the Rising Sun. And it's uh, just as an interesting behind-the-scenes role. Uh, uh, Yoon Jin Ken, uh, the actress who plays Sun, is herself a native Korean. And uh, Daniel Day Kim, who plays Jen, is actually an American actor and native English speaker who... <laughs> Did not learn, uh, did not know Korean at all, and had to learn all of his uh, Korean lines phonetically. Oh my uh, god, that's pretty ironic. Uh, but wow. I love how this episode turns uh, older scenes that we saw before in Sun's flashback almost upside upside down. Before we thought Jin had become this cold, hard, and heartless man uh, in the course of his marriage, and we sympathized with Sun for wanting to leave him. And now we see this scene in a different light, and we feel Jin's shame and self-loathing for being forced to do something he never wanted to do. And not only that, but how he saved uh, the heroicism we see for when he saved a man's life. Uh, And when he answers Sun's question in that bathroom scene of what he does for his father, uh, before his answer seemed prideful and arrogant, but now there almost seems to be a measure of resentment there. I do whatever he tells me to, he says. I do it for us. You can almost hear the unspoken thought behind those words. I do it because it's the price of being your husband. Now, obviously, that's not entirely true, since Jin does have some degree of choice over his actions and could at least take measures to escape their situation. And I think you see by the time that last flashback that maybe he would have uh, tried to do that if the crash hadn't stopped him. Uh, Although, if you think about it, maybe the crash ended up doing it for him. Uh, Like Locke said, everyone gets a new life on this island. But I think overall, his position is a pretty tragic and sympathetic one. And you can see both sides. Uh, Sun and Jin's experiences as tragic and sad and compelling. Um, I've said before that I think Sun and Jin are one of my favorite couples in Lost. And this episode really brings a lot of context to their story in a really tragic and beautiful way. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I do and look forward to seeing what happens between them uh, uh, hopefully soon. Um, so I think I'll give this episode, uh, 88 out of 90 scorched bamboo poles. Mm -hmm. As always, thank you. Namaste and good luck. Namaste. Namaste yourself, bucko. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) That was like the opposite of namaste. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. yes, (laughs) Namaste. Namaste.
I would like to apologize to the listeners' ears for Bill's rendition <laughs> of Namaste. But you know what? We will not apologize to their eyes. Because I, I, I will just say, if you've never watched an episode live at youtube.universebox.com. Y'all are missing out. You highly, I highly recommend you go over and just watch one episode. We do some goofy stuff, especially when Michael's voicemail is going on. <laughs> but uh, now... Back to the main discussion. For a minute, I thought you were going to say, on to the news. And I was like, no, 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 no news. No news on the show. Not until our spoiler party. <laughs> um, but I, let's see here. Okay, so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, I loved the cinematography in this episode. <laughs> Michael and Sarah, namaste over here. Um, <laughs> namaste over here. <laughs> okay, okay uh, but uh, anyway, the cinematography in this episode, I really loved it. There were a lot of really long shots of both sun and Jin, you know, on the beach, uh, kind of isolated and alone in this large, empty frame surrounded by mm-hmm. sand and ocean and nobody else in the frame, just kind of tiny in it. Just Hawaii. I, one in particular uh, that I, I kind of wanted to point out because I thought it said a lot about uh, her where she came to in the episode. It was the last shot of Sun uh, when she was heading to the beats. She has this Sean, which I think kind of represents Jin's controlling nature, how Jin has kind of had power over her the entire time they've been on the island. Now that he doesn't care enough to exert control of her anymore, she lets go of this shot. It blows back behind her as she walks forward into the ocean, into this gin-free world where uh, bikinis and uh, beaches are there and there's no more lying. And, uh, you know, she can kind of move on from that, trying to get it to cobble together to work until they can get somewhere where they can have the relationship they once had and start over and all that stuff. But I, I just I, – I thought a lot of the imagery in this episode was really powerful. That's just one I wanted to point out. Mm-hmm. I, do, you th- do you think, you know, moving forward I, in the season, do you think she'll still help Jin communicate with everyone else or do you think he'll even – He's going to learn English thing is how he walked over to Michael and said, boat. I guess so, yeah. Um, well, we've, I, had, we've had kind of an inkling that he might have been picking some up anyway. He was definitely picking some up because he seemed he seemed to understand a bit what she was saying when she was yelling at him in English at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I, Although obviously we hear, we hear from his perspective and it sounds kind of nonsensical. But I, you could almost make out a word or two there maybe. What? When he hears all the other people chattering like Michael Lucero said in his voicemail. Mm. I, where it sounds like nonsense to him when they're on the beach. Okay. And it, but I was talking it, about that point. Okay. But. No, I was talking about when they were in the cave and he was mm-hmm. walking away and she says in English, I was going to leave you. Yeah. And okay. it stops him in his tracks and he's staring at her and it could just be because she's speaking in a different language. But I'm sure he knew at least a handful of those words, especially mm-hmm. if I picked up things like boat. Oh, yeah. I was just saying that it, like just because we heard from his perspective while they were on the beach – I, he probably doesn't know a ton of English, but like you said, you know, uh, he he might have picked some up here or there. But we we, we just uh, I was I was thinking he might be lying like Sun was. I thought uh, for he was the past several episodes, but I think that that choice to ha- have us hear the rest of the the castaways from his perspective was to say no. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, but okay. he's a quick he's a quick study. Well, they've been there for a month. Like, yeah. Very surrounded true. by it Very and that's true. the best way to learn mm-hmm. a language is to be emerged mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 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 you know who else is emerged Locke and Boone they're jungle pals uh, they are jungle pals and uh, you want to talk a little I bit do. about Locke right Locke and his very important words of wisdom. We are not alone on the island. Duh! <laughs> Why do they keep forgetting this? So, so many people seem to keep taking for granted that now that Ethan is 
dead, dead, I don't believe dead is dead on this island, mm-hmm. that Charlie and Claire are home relatively safe, that they are all safe. Mm-hmm. They aren't. At the very, 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 very least, there was a crazy for- French woman out there with guns. These guys have their guns, but they're locked up in a box that only three people know about, <laughs> and the one dude carries the key around his neck. Mm-hmm. And you can't break this thing open with a rock or dropping it out of a tree or anything in an emergency. You have to use mm-hmm. the actual case as More the More likely you could, you know – break jack's head open and yes. get the key off of it yeah like, you really are better off yeah. popping jack's head off to get the key this has gone morbid <laughs> um it just seems that no one except for Locke probably is even thinking about the other people on the island on a regular basis um everybody's just like i'm good i'm comfy no one's exploring how could you be on a big giant island that you don't know what's out there and not explore me, mm-hmm. quiet, uh, well, quiet as I'm yelling, um, <laughs> but relatively timid in type this type of a situation. Mm-hmm. My sorry butt would be walking the island even without a Fitbit. I want to know <laughs> what's out there. I don't need to count my steps, but I want to see. How do you not? How are you okay operating on this tiny few mile radius surrounding their beaching cave home? You have a map. It's a crude map, but... How do you know that it's a crude map until you take it Take it for a test drive? Start mm-hmm. walking. Do it. Explore. Don't settle. Push forward. For all they know, on the other side of the island where they have not gone is a whole other plane crash. Devil's Advocate. Uh, Evil is good. No, I'm kidding. I uh, know, no, but Devil's Advocate, uh, you know, you see, and this seems to be a, a big agenda you have to get people out in the island exploring. Yes. Did we forget about the polar bears? Did we forget about the smoke monster? Did we forget about the whispers? No, I haven't. But you need to know where those are coming from. If there are multiple polar bears, should you not know where they originate and mm-hmm. why they move and how many there are? Don't you want to know that if you kill one polar bear 16 more are going to come or that there's only one little baby like the baby piglet do you okay the smoke monster we haven't seen him since like episode three really like really the way mm -hmm. where he's just moving like yes there's the yelling and the that we've gotten in like dream sequences and things like that and picking up and throwing shannon but i'm just gonna say you know where there there are never any polar bears and never any smoke monsters the beach lies the 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 smoke monster never came out to the beach. He was in the trees right by the beach. Yeah. And the cave. Beach cave. Cave beach. I don't know. I still think that you need to know what's out there, especially because, yes, Sun has this fabulous garden. And I know I've harped on this before, but y'all are running out of food. <laughs> you There's know, like 40 people. <sighs> Michael Lucero has a really good explanation. He says, <laughs> if they explored the island, then you'd already know all about all of the exciting revelations coming in future se- seasons. J.J. Abrams won't let them J. explore J. The, the island. J.J. And uh, he also says, you've actually never seen the monster yet. Spoilers. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that one. Okay. Because uh, we didn't see it. We just saw its actions. Yeah. That being said, though, I can, I can definitely see your point. I, I mean, it's agenda-driven. You're biased towards exploring the island. This has come up several times on several podcast but i completely see your point yes but okay let's not even go with that but they're not alone do you not want to know where the other people are Mm -hmm. do you not want to know where your enemies are stationed where your enemies are coming from Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. i mean how far did they really look for claire after they got charlie off the tree Mm -hmm. they didn't they pretty much stopped no they didn't have a path to go on so what go out 
go look the doctor needs to stay home though y'all <laughs> the doctor needs to stay home but Locke should be leading a crew he obviously has some sort of an idea he has an agenda and that's what i want that to talk man's about. got an agenda i want to talk about Locke's agenda okay because i ah, you know i it, like that you whipped me into your point <laughs> but it, it's definitely uh you, you know you have a very valid point there that yeah, there is a threat and there needs to be a response or preparation or whatever. And I, you know, I, feeding off your excellent point, uh, I, I thought Locke's warning to others uh, about the others to the rest of the castaways was really interesting, especially since by the end of the episode, we know that he knows and likely always knew exactly who was responsible for, for the fire. He never in a million years believed anything he was saying there when it relates to the raft being on fire correct he knew it was walt yeah so why did he lie i, I think there were a couple reasons mm -hmm. uh one to ease tensions he saw like sawyer says which by the way sawyer seems very well read uh for well that's sawyer. What, a lot of times that's what we see him doing yeah but uh, he he saw some Lord of the Flies stuff about to go down, and he needed his people to stop fighting each other. Mm -hmm. And then it, it was also, I think, I think this big speech was in a lot of ways propaganda for uh, World War Lock, uh, where where you know he, he wanted to make people start thinking from a more military us versus them perspective than how they have been feeling right now, which is you know a bunch of drama. Bunch of Charlie so drama, much drama. Uh, Charlie God. drama, um, Sawyer drama, baby mama drama, all sorts of drama. And, uh, you know, so, so he wanted to get people thinking from more of an us versus them perspective. He also uh, knows uh, the other people on the island will pose a threat eventually, have in the past, mm -hmm. and will pose more of one moving forward. So he, he wants to kind of craft this group of people who will distrust and uh, fight against those other people when they show up. He, he's, he's won hearts and minds, and now he's shaping them. So, so you know, how, how I've been talking about how Locke's assembling a team, an action team, you know, to do all this Locke mm -hmm. stuff. I think this is another step towards that goal in trying to get the rest of the castaways on that team. And to, to be fair, you know, it, it is propaganda. It is a little us versus them, you know, drawing lines in the sand, so to speak. But to be fair, from everything we know about them, the other people on the island probably deserve it. Yep. So. Uh, Michael Lucero brings up in the chat room that I think he wanted to protect Walt. And also, he doesn't want the raft built either. Locke doesn't want to get rescued. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame him. I kind of want to live on the island. Yeah, if he wanted to get rescued, he probably would have said something. But If it, he wanted to get the, rescued, he'd have built the stinking boat himself. Then again, I think I think telling people that Walt had... had been the one who burned the raft mm -hmm. would have would have completely sullied his the point he was making there and the the well, push the strategic push he was making to get everyone else thinking right military. well that's why he also says that yeah. he's trying to protect walt mm -hmm. so i mean walt's very important to him and yeah. he feels that walt is a very important character person so <laughs> a ca character. character you're you're an important character too Edward. i am an important character gosh darn it <laughs> Um, other important characters, the love affair of Shannon and Saeed. Okay. So I know you touched on this, but like I said, everything you said in that point, I had a point on. <laughs> um, so I'm surprised not that Saeed went to Boone as a courtesy and be like, Hey, I'm kind of going to try and date your sister, but that he took what Boone said to heart. Mm -hmm. Like Saeed doesn't respect Boone in any way, shape or form, except now, I guess as 
the kind of sort of not really brother-in-law brother thing stuff but you know the fact I feel like Saeed is a very strong man and he, you know, he's good at making his own decisions and following what he wants to do. He doesn't really care what anybody is. He, the man mm-hmm. took off when he broke his own vow to himself. He took off from mm-hmm. the group. It was that important to him to be his own person. Yeah. And this time he's like, oh, Boone said she's a bad chick. Uh, done. Well, to be fair, I think. I, he I saw think- it coming. Well, well, I think when Boone said it, it made a lot of sense to him because they are kind of an odd pairing. You know, one's like a, a spoiled rich bitch, and then the other, and then the other one's this hardened military guy who, you know, but just, he's not, he is, but he he's not that hardened anymore. Well, I mean, it, people know he has a past anyway. Yeah, uh, like like it, 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 it is a very odd pairing for that reason. But also that might be why it ends up working too. But right. I, I think I think he realizes it's an odd pairing. He's going with it, and then when Boone says this, he's like, "Oh, of course." I know, but the thing uh, I don't know. So, but Shannon takes all of Locke's wisdom to heart, and good for her for finally, you know, using her brain a little bit in her heart. Um, I'm glad she took his advice. Everyone gets a new life. This is so important for everyone to remember. I had this earlier on in my mm-hmm. Um, While the person you are in the past made you who you are, this is your chance to become who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad she's doing that. Definitely. And you know what? Somebody deserves to be in a happy relationship on this island because right now they are as close to the happy couple that we have. Mm-hmm. Because don't even try and give me the Jack, Kate, Saeed – or not Saeed, Sawyer <laughs> thing. I don't want to hear about that. Mm. And there really is no sign of relationship there. There is nothing more than friendship. There, I, well, I'm, there's Claire and Charlie there's, at the expense of Charlie and Hurley, though, which was a great friendship. Which there was. Now Hurley is just sitting sitting uh, on the beach all by himself and listening to sad music until he can't anymore. I know. Oh, uh, but that was always bugging me. I'm mm. like that. That battery's gonna die. <laughs> the battery. Oh, oh, there it went. Boom. Boom. Roasted. Okay. Uh, speaking of Hurley, it's time for arbitrary scale to decide how much we like the episode. And uh, as always, I will come up with an arbitrary scale right off the top of my head out of 173 Hurleys on a TV screen. How many Hurleys on a TV screen do you give this episode, Amory? 168. Why? I really liked this one. Um, I felt good things. I liked that it pushed the story forward but gave us plenty of background. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it was fun. Is that mm-hmm. even the right – like I feel like that was kind of the, the right word. We got a little bit of a bunch of stories and we haven't been getting that. We've been getting the A plot with a little bit of B plot. This one we got A, B, C and probably even D a mm-hmm. bit and I like that. I like not having such sharp focus on one thing because we have like 40 characters. <laughs> Don't do it. We have like 40 main characters. Show me a little more. So yes, I liked it. Um, as for me, I'm, I'm going to give it uh 173 hurleys on a tv screen really and and a little uh, miniature hurley doll that they send you if you if you can notate what tv channels he showed up on you know it's like a one of those mailing contest kind of things i i really really liked it though i and i think i i said to this this to you after we finished watching it i the past few episodes i've liked uh but i haven't loved as much as i loved like yes. earlier in the season this is the first 
episode and probably three or four episodes where I was just like, boom. And like it, it was in my head all day after I really? watched it. Yeah. I, it just because I, I, I really, I thought, I just thought it was really powerful. And a mm-hmm. lot of it, like I was saying, you know, during the discussion, the cinematography and stuff, gorgeous. I just thought it was great. And I, there was a lot of meaning in it, which, mm-hmm. it, which is really cool to see in a TV show because you don't really see that very often yeah. in TV shows. Uh, so, so really good all the way around. Um, see, Michael Lucero gives it 170 Hurleys on a TV screen. So a very highly rated episode. Mm-hmm. He also asked any guesses as to why he was on screen. I'm totally going with a reality tv show reality tv i don't show. know why but as soon as i saw it i was like is early on reality tv he's on like big brother yeah that's Something that's like exactly that. what i was thinking is the dude is on like big brother mm-hmm. that's fair that's uh, was that an abc show i don't know that was uh I, I forget who who did big brother i think what? it was cbs i got this they still do big Brother. it was around the same time though that's i think that yeah. kind of was why mm-hmm. And uh, keep talking. I I will not guess. CBS, uh, yeah. I will not guess just because this is one of the last few factoids I kind of half oh, remember. No. But I just kind of half remember it. I know I know the very general why he was on the TV screen, but I forget all of the details. <sighs> uh, so so uh, yeah, I won't spoil anybody because we've asked you not to spoil us. So how fair mm-hmm. would it be if I spoiled you? Mm-hmm. But you know what? If you want to spoil us. I have some contact information for you, yes, but contact. don't spoil us. Uh, we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. The Facebook is oh, facebook.com no. slash groups no, yeah. slash we're so lost. <laughs> like, uh, the Twitter is uh, at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And like we said, you know, you can react to our commentary about this episode. You can talk about your ideas about future episodes that we haven't covered yet. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you label those clearly. You can also, if you want to, go to youtube.universebox.com and leave uh, YouTube comments like Yo-Yo did. You want to read this one from Yo-Yo? For sure, sure. Um, Hi, guys. You will love the next episode. It's definitely one of my favorites of the whole season one, and it has very significant meaning to the whole show moving forward. Hurley's story and flashbacks are great. It has a great eerie kind of atmosphere, great acting, and many shocks. Well, we look forward to it, Yo-Yo. Cannot wait. Definitely. And uh, again, if you want to email us, we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash we're so lost. Mm-hmm. The Twitter's at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. We'll have show notes and all of our episodes up at we'reSoLost.com, as well as the lovely little uh, promo images we make for every episode, the little poster images we make for every episode. Like that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, go visit the website every once in a while. Uh, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Simone and check out my blog, CrunchyCrafty.com. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at UniverseBox.com. And, uh, you know what? I wrote a book series mm-hmm. about a superhero named dog boy dogboyadventures.com better check it out we want to thank our chat room michael which is michael lucero tonight uh you can join us every thursday night 8 30 p.m est at live.universebox.com now hey emory yeah emory where you're getting farther away i can't see you can you see me can you see me no well you know what that means we're so lost i'm really just confused Awesome. Awesome. Awesome sauce.